Welcome to the Arlington Street Church podcast. Founded in 1729, Arlington Street continues today as a gathering place for progressive people of faith in the greater Boston area and beyond. We are located at the corner of Arlington and Boylston Streets, across from the Public Garden in Boston, Massachusetts. Please visit ASCBoston.org for more information about this historic Unitarian Universalist congregation. Arlington Street Church, gathered in love and service for justice and peace. When I think of my ancestors, the bloodline from which I was born, I don't think much. I have three generations of adopted family members. They are my true, and in addition to my sister, my favorite family members. I don't divide my family into adopted and not adopted. And when my sister persuaded our father to do an Ancestry.com genetics test, we learned, like so many people, that his father is not his father. All of this makes a focus on bloodlines less than compelling to me. But when I think of my spiritual ancestors, our spiritual ancestors, I am moved, encouraged, inspired, and grateful. On this All Souls Day, as we honor our ancestors and loved ones who have gone before us, I want to lift up some of our spiritual ancestors and call in their spiritual presence to us now. They have woven a safety net for us, many here at Arlington Street and many more in civil society. As we face this historic presidential election, my prayer is that we can draw on the strength of these American heroes, some known and so many more unknown. Let's begin with someone whose work you may well know. Born in 1940, Henry Hampton grew up in St. Louis, graduated from Washington University, and went to work for the Unitarian Universalist Association as Director of Information. In 1965, at the invitation of Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., he traveled to Selma with our own Reverend Dr. Dana McLean Greeley. Because he had contracted polio as a teenager, Henry Hampton walked with a limp and stayed toward the back of the march. That perspective was life-changing. He returned to Boston and in 1968 founded Blackside, an independent film and television company dedicated to raising consciousness about America's history and social progress. Over 20 million viewers watched Eyes on the Prize, a miniseries documenting what Henry Hampton called the messy history of the civil rights movement. A hundred civil rights stories had been told, he said, but it was always black people being saved by whites. In eyes, we brought our people up in history. In 1998, Dr. Hampton was memorialized here at Arlington Street. Henry Hampton, presente. Another spiritual ancestor, I heard that there was an almost mythical Chiricahua Apache warrior named Lozen 
But the web yielded nothing about the fact that she was a two-spirit until I found an article in a wildly unlikely place, Teen Vogue. Here you go. Born in the 1840s, Lozen, whose name means dexterous horse thief, was known as the Apache Joan of Arc. She was a medicine woman, midwife, fearless warrior, and brilliant military strategist. At her side was her partner, Tadotse. Their biographies are spare, but by the persistent presentation of their lesbian butch femme relationship, they have been elevated to iconic status as two spirits, that is, First Nations people who fulfill a third gender or other gender variant social and ceremonial role in their culture. Lozen, the younger sister of the famous Chiricahua leader, Victorio, learned the art of war from her brother and fought in skirmishes in New Mexico, Arizona, and Chihuahua. She was never interested in the traditional roles of Apache women, never married a man, and was described as being more masculine than other men in her tribe. When she was not accompanying them in raiding parties, she would engage in their rough games and earn their respect as an athlete. Tadatse was a member of the Mescalero Apache people, a beautiful, carefully groomed woman who dressed in feminine attire, although she rode and fought as valiantly as Lozen. Fluent in English, she served as a translator for the Apache people and became a mediator and scout for the United States Cavalry. When Victor with Victorio, Lozen and Tadatse fought alongside Geronimo for six years. They eluded capture many times, but in 1886 were surrounded and arrested along with Geronimo. A prisoner of war, Lozen died of tuberculosis at the age of 50. Tadatse's dual loyalties did not keep her safe. She was also taken as a prisoner of war, which she remained for 27 years, surviving pneumonia and tuberculosis before she was finally released. Tadatse outlived her partner, but, says biographer Eve Ball, Tadatse, to the end of her life, mourned Lozen. Lozen and Tadatse, presente. And now my mind goes to another spiritual ancestor, Sojourner Truth, of whom so many of us know only for her extraordinary speech, Ain't I a Woman? Born to enslaved parents in 1797, at the age of nine, she was sold along with a flock of sheep for $100 to a cruel and violent master. Sold twice more. She was forced to marry another enslaved person and bore five children. Sojourner Truth was promised freedom on July 4, 1826, but her master reneged. Incensed, she walked away with her infant daughter. I did not run off, she said, for I thought that wicked, but I walked off, believing that to be all right. After the New York anti-slavery law was passed, her five-year-old son was sold illegally. Sojourner Truth was the first black woman to successfully sue a white man in a United States court. In 
her son was returned. In 1844, Sojourner Truth met Frederick, Frederick Douglass at an abolitionist organization in Northampton, Massachusetts, and launched her career as an equal rights activist. If the first woman God ever made was strong enough to turn the world upside down all alone, she said, these women together ought to be able to turn it back and get it right side up again. On the speaking circuit, she also met women's rights activists Susan B. Anthony and Elizabeth Cady Stanton. Then she said, that little man in black there, he says women can't have as much rights as men because Christ wasn't a woman. Where did your Christ come from? Where did Christ come from? From God and a woman. Man had nothing to do with Christ. In 1864, President Lincoln invited her to the White House. While in Washington, she put her disdain for segregation on display, and 91 years before Rosa Parks' arrest, she rode in whites-only streetcars. Now, if you want me to get out of the world, she said, you had better get the women voting soon. I shan't go till I can do that. Sojourner Truth, presente. And now I'm thinking of a very young activist, a spiritual ancestor in the making. Born in California in 2010, to undocumented parents from Oaxaca, Mexico, Sophie Cruz has been working to ensure the continuance of the DAPA program, Deferred Action for Parents of Americans, DAPA, which would allow her undocumented parents to remain in the United States legally rather than face deportation. When she was five years old, an LA-based immigration advocacy organization sent Sophie to see Pope Francis on his visit to Washington, DC. She wore a shirt printed with the words, Papa Rescate Dapa, Pope Rescue Dapa. When the Pope's car passed, Sophie ran into the street to see him, but was turned away by security. The Pope, however, had seen her dart out from her crowd and asked to meet her. The two hugged, and she left a note with his attendant. The note said in part, I want to tell you that my heart is very sad because I'm scared that one day ICE is going to deport my parents. I have a right to live with my parents. I have a right to be happy. The next day, addressing a joint meeting of the United States Congress, Pope Francis encouraged greater openness for refugees and immigrants. Five-year-old Sophie Cruz told a journalist, my dad works very hard in a factory, galvanizing pieces of metal. Immigrants, just like my dad, feed this country. They deserve to live with dignity. They deserve to live with respect. Her parents insist she isn't being coached by anyone. The words are her own. When she first returned from Washington, she said, well, I got to give the Pope my letter, but I'm a little disappointed because I didn't get to talk to the president. Seven months later, standing before a cheering crowd in front of the Supreme Court, she said, I have the right to protection. I have the right to live with my parents. I have the right to live without fear. I have the right to be happy. 
And then at six years old, she led them in chanting, si se puede, yes, you can. Legendary civil rights and labor leader Dolores Huerta said, when you see a girl who is so smart and friendly and humble, it gets everyone excited and filled with hope. Sophie is a very important symbol for all of us, and we love her very much. Also in 2016, Sophie Cruz got her chance to speak with then-President Barack Obama at a Cinco de Mayo celebration in the White House. And in 2017, at age seven, she was a featured speaker at the Women's March on Washington. Now 10 years old, Sophie Cruz has gone on to serve as a voice for children of undocumented immigrants around the world and a vocal supporter of immigration reform. Sophie Cruz. Presente. To complete this gathering of spiritual ancestors, let's take a quick peek into the life of Reverend Dr. Paul Revere Frothingham, who served this congregation from 1900 to 1926 and for whom Arlington Street's library is named. Dr. Frothingham came to us from New Bedford where he was criticized for too much mission work among the city's destitute immigrants and not enough attention to the privileged people of his congregation. He married Anna Clapp. They spent their honeymoon in Europe studying reform movements and charities, settlement houses, trade unions, cooperatives, and profit-sharing plans. He stepped out of the heart of Boston's aristocracy, went to learn the stories of working people, and came back here to preach to them. In 1912, he wrote, the church is asked to prove its effectiveness in social reform and to take positive, active part in movements for the public good. It is not enough to emphasize the inspiration that the church gives to individual members for a better life or higher thought it is expected to throw its influence as an institution on the side of progressive legisl legislation while it champions social righteousness and civic betterment. Something larger doubtless can be done by Arlington Street Church along these lines. Doubtless it can. Paul Revere Frothingham. Presente. Beloved spiritual companions, I call to mind one of my favorite biblical passages. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. What will our spiritual legacy be? What will they say of us, those of us living in these strange and frightening and difficult days? May we draw on the strength of our spiritual ancestors, the clear-eyed truth-to-power creativity of Henry Hampton, the brilliance, fearlessness, and unapologetic love of Lozen and Tadatse, the insistence on self-determination and equality of Sojourner Truth, the clear-eyed innocence and persistence of Sophie Cruz, the devotion and call to justice-making 
of Paul Revere Frothingham, Henry Hampton, Presente, Lozen and Tadatse, Presente, Sojourner Truth, Presente, Sophie Cruz, Presente, Paul Revere Frothingham, Presente. Add to their esteemed company your personal spiritual ancestors. Find their strength, name their strength, and say with me now, Presente. And now for our benediction, I invite you to put your hands over your heart in namaste. I bow to the divine in you. Our benediction comes from American theologian Reinhold Niebuhr. Nothing worth doing is completed in our lifetime. Therefore, we are saved by hope. Nothing true or beautiful or good makes complete sense in any immediate context of history. Therefore, we are saved by faith. And nothing we do, however virtuous, can be accomplished alone. Therefore, we are saved by love. Let us keep this faith, beloveds, and pass it on. The service begins when the service ends. Bless your hearts. I love you. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We would love to hear from you via email at office at ASCBoston.org or through our Facebook page. If you would like to support the good work of Arlington Street Church, please consider a contribution by checking the mail or through our website, ASCBoston.org.